This is a little story that I heard years ago. I think it might have been from David Campbell, but I might be wrong. And I can't find it in any book, so I'll just tell it as best as I can remember it. It's called The Pickpocket. Now, there was once a young man who lived in Aberdeen. Aberdeen, you might know, is on the east coast of Scotland. And he had a very unusual trade, because what he did for a living was he was a pickpocket. Not only was he a pickpocket, he was a champion pickpocket. He was like the royalty of pickpockets. He was so good, he could steal he could steal the meat out of your sandwich while you were eating it. He was so good nobody ever saw him or felt him. Oh, yeah, he loved crowds, of course. Any time that there was any gathering of people, well, people would go home missing their pocket watches and their wallets, all sorts of things. Yet yeah, he was certainly a very, very good pickpocket, the best. A champion. But Aberdeen, it's not a very big city, and this is a long time ago. So it was even smaller then. And soon the police were looking for him because there was a pickpocket, a master pickpocket, and they wanted him. And they wanted desperately to put a rope around his neck and make an example of him. Now, it was starting to get too hot for him in Aberdeen, so he left, and he went to Edinburgh. And he plied his trade around there for a while as well, lifting wallets out of pockets and taking pocket watches and all sorts of things. But, again... It started to become a bit dangerous there. The police were all looking for this incredible pickpocket that was raiding the areas. They were looking at the places where he was stealing things, and they were working out the area that he must live in. Well, it was just getting a bit too hot for him there too. So he decided to try for a bigger city. And he decided to go for the biggest city that you could make your way to in those days, and that was London. So he went to London, and, oh, it was just like a wolf among a whole pile of newborn lambs. It was so easy for him. He was picking pockets here and picking pockets there. He had watches and money and all sorts of things. Yep, he was making a really good living out of being a pickpocket. Now one day he was walking along the street when he bumped into the most beautiful young woman. I mean, literally, she walked into him. Oh, I'm so sorry, she said. Oh, a thousand apologies, sir. Ah, that's no problem, he said. He could tell by her voice that she was Irish. And, oh, she was a rare beauty, raven black hair and grey eyes, and he was 
absolutely besotted with her. She was so beautiful. But she made her apologies, and away she went through the crowd and disappeared. Now, he went away thinking of this beautiful woman, and he decided it was thirsty work being a pickpocket. He would go into a, a bar and had get himself an ale. So he went into an inn, and he was just about to order himself a pint of ale. He put his hand in his pocket for his wallet, and it wasn't there. His wallet was gone. It had been stolen. He, the master pickpocket, had had his pockets picked by somebody who was so skilful that even he, the master, didn't know that he'd been robbed. Well, he started to think, who could it be? And, of course, it could only be one person, the beautiful woman who bumped into him. Well, he decided that he must meet this woman because he was a champion pickpocket and she was apparently even better than he was. So he set out anywhere that there was a big group of people he would go and he wasn't there to steal from them. He was there to try to find this woman. Now, the days and days passed, and he was starting to think that, you know, London was such a big city, there was no way he was going to find one woman in such a big place. But one day, there she was, a flash of raven-black hair, sparkling grey eyes, and he saw her, weaving her way through the crowd, the little glint of a gold pocket watch here disappearing into her bag, and uh, here's another a bag of money or a, a wallet. And he watched her, and oh, it was poetry in motion watching her at work. She was so skillful, and her touch was so light that no one even knew that she'd been in their pockets. Well, he went over to her and he said, Hello, my dear, do you remember me? You bumped into me the other day. Oh, uh, yes, sir, I do indeed, she said, and then was turned around to go. Yes, that's when you stole my wallet, he said. That's when you picked my pocket. I don't know what you mean, sir. Oh, I think you do. I've been watching you. You've been stealing from lots of people around here. If you don't go away, I'm going to shout. I'm going to scream and say that you attacked me. L uh, calm down. He said, don't worry. Look here. No, I'm not going to call the police. You see, it's a bit embarrassing to admit it, but I'm a pickpocket too. I had a reputation in Scotland of being the finest pickpocket that there was. And yet... You were able to steal from me. I'm mightily impressed, and I think that you're a beautiful woman. Would you like to go and have a drink with me? Well, she said, it's been a good morning, so, yeah, okay, let's go. So they set off, they found a little tavern, they went and sat down, they had a drink, and they started to talk, and they started to laugh, and they hit it off like a, like a house on fire. And so, one day, he went down on one knee and he asked this beautiful woman if she would marry him. And she said yes, she would. And so, 
the two of them were married. Now they started planning a family, and what they had in mind was, well, with your skill and with my skill, imagine what our children will be like. God, they will be the best pickpockets in the world. So, when she became pregnant, they were both so excited and so happy, and she gave birth to a lovely little baby boy. But as soon as the midwife picked the baby up and handed it to the mother, they could see that there was something wrong. You see, that baby had a deformed hand. His right hand was clenched tight into a fist. And the midwife tried to pull the fingers back, but nothing. It was absolutely seized tight. Well, they loved the little boy, but they were deeply disappointed as well. He's never going to be able to steal anything with a hand like that, said the man. No, said the mother, of course he's not. We will have to try to get him sorted. I mean, he should be, with his genes, he should be the best pickpocket that has ever been seen. Yet he's never going to pick a pocket with a hand like that. I agree. It's worthwhile spending a lot of the money that we have amassed over the years in order to try to open up, straighten that hand, because that hand could make a fortune. So they took him to see a doctor. The doctor examined him. But he was stumped. He said, well, I felt along the wrist and all there, and the tendons, they all seemed to be fine. I can't see anything wrong with the hand at all, apart from the fact that there is no way that you can get those fingers prized up. You can't straighten them. They're, they're clenched into that fist. So they went to Harley Street, which was famous for its doctors, and they went to the finest specialist that money could buy. And the specialist examined the boy as well, and he said, I can find nothing physically wrong with this child. His fist, though, is so tightly clenched that there's no way that you can get those fingers prized open. I don't think it's anything that is a medical problem. Maybe you should take him to a hypnotist and see if they can do something. It might be something mental, rather than something physical. So, they went to the finest hypnotist that they could find. They told him how their son had been born with his hand clenched tight like this. They didn't mention the pickpocketing, of course. And... They said, is there anything that you could do? Well, it might be psychosomatic, said the hypnotist. It, it might be some deep-rooted thing in the mind. So I'll, I'll have a go. He's a bit young for the hypnotizing, but we'll give him a shot. So they sat him up, and the hypnotist drew out his pocket watch, a beautiful gold pocket watch. 
and he held it in front of the baby's face, and the baby's eyes widened, and it stared at it. And then, very slowly, he started to swing the watch back and forth. The baby's eyes never left that watch. It stared at them. It could have burnt a hole right through that watch. And then, suddenly, the baby lunged forward, and that clenched fist opened up for the first time, and out of that hand fell the midwife's wedding ring.' 